We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just like this, bro, after this weekend. Uh, this is an audio medium. You're holding up a coaster. It says Horny AF. Horny just AF, for the, baby. Just for the people listening. Yeah, that, that. yeah, yeah. If you're not watching this on YouTube, I'm probably going to clip this too. Got it. Cheap plug, youtube.com slash veterans minimum. You nice. know how we do. We haven't dropped a cheap plug in a while. That's so true. What's good? I was busy this weekend. <laughs> you get, you were was, getting after it. I was on my phone a lot this weekend. You were fucking buzzing getting after it. It was a great. It was a great weekend. I don't know. I, I read a lot of people in New York lost money sports bet. Not me. A lot of people. Not me. A lot of rookies out there. But you know, I, welcome to the club. If that was your first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's funny. So my mom hits me up and goes, "Have you noticed all these bonuses that these sports books are giving up? That's so nice of them." I was like, "Ma, you're a legend." She's like, "Why?" I go, "They're gonna make this all back." They're giving you the free bonuses and the sign-up bonuses and a hundred percent match deposit. You know why? So they're gonna get you on the hook. Oh, oh, we got another. We got another. And then that's it, bro. That's it. So I think there's. I don't know if I, I've, I've talked about this yet, but I think there's two different types of sports betters right now. There's the casual sports better who will probably, you know, rock with one app because they like the interface. Or whatever, you know, for, for whatever reason, they think it, it operates better or it looks cleaner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, you know, in, in a weird reason, not a weird reason, but, you know, maybe you own stock, right? Maybe you own like DraftKings Ooh. stock. Ooh, so stock, like if I own DraftKings stock, right? You would rather play it there. I'm going to put my money in DraftKings because I'm going to support the company that I own stock in. So I think there's going to be people that are, you know, will, will casually use certain apps for whatever that reason is. And then there's going to be this, the segment of people that are using all apps to find the best lines. Bingo. So that's kind of. The analogy I use when I explain shopping lines is like if you're going to shop for anything. It's like literally anything you go to the store for. Dude, when you were younger, because I mean, I, I went to the mall 
for Christmas to go get something for my mom. But prior to that, I haven't been to a mall in about three, four years. I think that's where I caught COVID. Yeah, going to the mall? Yeah. That shit was buzzing. Yeah. Hot Out COVID there. in there. Up, up in there. <laughs> Mad COVID in there. So when you would go and shop for a hat, right? You're a hat guy. You wouldn't just buy it at the first store you saw it at. If you saw that hat, right? Wouldn't you go to like multiple stores? Maybe you could get it $5 cheaper, $10 cheaper. Yeah. Right? You'd go to shop for the hat. It's the same analogy that you would use to shop in the lines. Yeah. One book might have minus seven. The other book might have minus six and a half, but that minus six and a half is minus 140. So now you got to lay 140 to win 100, where the minus seven is minus 105. And you're like, ah, man, that $35, I don't even think it's worth it. Let me just take that. At seven. minus seven. Yeah. Even though six and a half is a better line, I'm laying more juice, a little more vig, getting squeezed a little bit more. I do it. I, I do it. I feel like whenever I take a cab, I know this is kind of weird, but like I'll open up that Uber app and I'll open up that Lyft app. We're not sponsored by either of them. But, um, but if you'd like to sponsor, yeah, you know, shout cool out, yeah, Uber, Lyft, whatever. Just call us. We'll uh, answer. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'll pop open the app. Yeah. I look at the price on there and I'll pop open the other app and I'll look at the price there for the same car ride, right? And mm-hmm. then I'm a shopping. I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shopping the price of the car ride. So, um, yeah, you know, getting some, you'd be surprised. MGM has lines here. Uh, DraftKings has certain lines here. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been a fun part of the weekend is being able to bounce around all the different apps. Oh, if I really like this pick, Mm. I have right now I was using three apps this weekend, Caesars, FanDuel and DraftKings. So if I really like the pick, I'm shopping that across all three minimum right now. Which is which is awesome, and it gives me the competitive advantage as a consumer, because that's all you want as a consumer is comp- you, you you want competition. The more competition, the better the product. Yeah. Right, and that's why you know that's why the state of Florida is actually, um, you know, there's some issues with the state of Florida where they I, I'm almost positive that you know there is going to be a whole bunch of competition in the state of Florida where initially it wasn't the case, and the argument was you add more operators, more sportsbook operators. You know, that's better for everyone in the long run. And so, you know, that's a little bit of taste of Florida and everyone's having a whole bunch of fun in New York. You know, I'm a moron when it comes to politics. Yeah. I like that you agree because that means you know me well. You know how in elections you always hear the swing states, the swing states that's going to decide whatever. Or like the big states that everyone knows, like this is a blue state, this is a red state. What you needed in sports betting to happen before the monsoon of just all the states being like gimme 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 i want it is you needed one state with balls like a new york to be like oh we need this shit here yeah 17 million check-ins on the apps on saturday alone yeah people were going crazy so why i bring that up and make that politics thing go is now your florida's who is on deck to have it be looked at right your your um massachusetts your california california ohio texas even roll damn tide alabama now they're gonna be like yo how much money is leaving our state to go over the border like new york dude in 2019 the documentary that i was involved in 2019 830 million dollars was wagered by new york residents in jersey in jersey yeah Guess what? That money's staying here now. It's also a lot less traffic. A lot less I'm, traffic. I'm, it's the time that you save. Yeah. 
right? Boston and I would go all the time. Every weekend we would go. Yeah. Or, you know, even my pops and his buddies, they they, they take trips. I'll, I'll actually be out in Jersey this weekend because it's wild card tradition. Boston and I always go there. You might be tagging along. I hit up your boy Rick. Shouts yeah, to Rick. Card, I, was yeah. like, I was like, yo, pull up, man. We go every year. Last year we didn't go because of COVID, but we went the last three years prior when it opened up. So, yeah, I'm still going to be going to Jersey, but I'll tell you this much. I did some in-game it's a, yesterday. It's a convenience thing, which is what we always spoke about from the from day one. Convenience and technology. I guess those two go hand in hand. The technology is convenient in the sense that I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday, I had a couple of big you know, money line favorites in a parlay, Colts included, right? Uh, Jaguars go up a decent amount early on. I cashed the ticket. I only wound up losing a few bucks. And guess what? You know, that that parlay wound up being a miss. So um, you get to limit some of your risk if mm-hmm. you're kind of – if you're getting a hunch early on in a game. You know, I, I a lot of people knew from the beginning of the Jaguars game for some reason, right? The Jaguars just looked really yeah, good. Yeah, Lawrence came out eight, Fire. eight of eight. So that's in a situation where it's like I can cash my bet out. You can't really do that. If you're using kind of an illegal app or some offshore, you know, thing, things of that. Or if means. you have to physically go in person to the sports book. Absolutely. Which is well. what, what a lot of these states have. So you could do one of two things when it comes to betting. You could have your traditional brick and mortar casino sports book set up where you go and you physically, with your cash, because they only take cash, you pay cash. Impy is the, the person at the window. Yo, I want the... Washington football team, which I had minus six and a half. They gives you a ticket, you pay it, you go back, you collect your winnings, and the whole nine. But if I go back home to New York and I want to go and in-game that or double down on it, it's like I gotta go all the way back. So some states you have to physically be in person. Yeah. Mobile betting allows that to be way more convenient, man. It's really at the at the end of it, it's it's a convenience thing. Yeah. Um and it it was a great weekend. It was it was a lot of fun. This is what it's all about, you know, it's, it's, D- did it change the viewing experience for you? No, I, uh, the viewing experience of watching, of watching, like, would you have been as invested as if, if you didn't have this? Uh, no. And, and I say that for some of the fringe sports, like I was betting on like La Liga and Bundesliga. You hit soccer. me up with some Bundesliga. You even hit me with the both teams to score. You gave me a BTTS, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, we've talked about it. You've probably put me onto this more than anybody else. And some of those sports where they're not as popular, they don't know the teams as well, right? You can get, you know, they're hanging bad lines. And, you know, you know what game did I take tonight? Like a Pepperdine game. You know, some of these college basketball teams or soccer teams across the world, the bookmakers and, and the oddsmakers just don't know. Sometimes you get you get a, you get you get good value on some of those. Oh yeah. Here. So that's why I've been enjoying it. Bundesliga is high scoring, man. You you couldn't be more right about that. Like it was, it's always been an issue. Like in the past, the hardest thing, and I don't know if it's as hard as it once used to be, but could you imagine having to set lines in the '80s and the '90s for college basketball, when not every single college basketball team or league or conference had their own channel? And you have Hofstra playing Stony Brook, and then you got box. We got box scores in newspapers. You don't know what <laughs> what the what the lines could be. You don't see those. And when do you see Hofstra and Stony Brook? Yeah, nah. If they make the tournament, congrats. You see them play Duke and get throttled. So how do you properly set those lines? That's why 
when all these conspiracy theorists would come out or all the people that were anti-sports betting, they would say it's going to ruin the integrity of the game. They're going to sabotage the game. It was never going to be an issue at the professional level. How yeah. many times have we talked about this on the show? Too? How much can you give Chris Paul to throw a game? Exactly. That's the name that I was going to bring up, too. So, you know, we've mentioned this in the past. And another thing is. But you, you could do that to the Stony Brook point guard who, even with the NIL deal, how much could he possibly make? Yeah. Now. now so if I throw him 50 G's and I'm like, hey, man, the line is minus eight. You know what? Win by four tonight. Bro, I just he just promoted a crypto app for 75k on his Twitter. I don't know if he needs the 50. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no. Now I, the NIL helps this without a doubt. Um, yeah, I it's, it's the NI. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of these states that don't allow you to bet on games involving in-state colleges, though. Okay. So like New Mexico, shouts to New Mexico. You could bet in person only. They don't have mobile yet. And you can't bet on New Mexico State. You're not allowed to. Okay. I think you can't bet on Rutgers in New Jersey, right? In New Jersey, the same thing. In New Jersey, it's in-person and mobile. You can't bet on games involving in-state. It's the same thing with Delaware. It's the same thing with uh, Rhode Island. Shout out to Rhode Island. But a lot of these places, they don't really have mobile yet. That's a whole nother dynamic because that one... You have an entire app that you have to have people dedicated to controlling and make sure nothing crashes or make sure it's plus 120 and not plus 1200. Yeah. So from, you know, plus 120 to 12 to one odds, that could be a huge typo. Yeah. So it's a completely different animal when it comes to mobile. But again, at its core, it's all about one thing. It's about convenience, right? It's just like with Uber. Yep. It's just like with Uber Eats or Grubhub, whatever it is, you want it to be digestible. At your convenience. Yeah. And I just, I can't say it enough. The competition piece is huge for the consumer. Having a lot of options makes everyone bust their ass to put out a good product. Mm. Like, I guarantee you the DraftKings user interface is going to get improved. Oh, yeah. Because I think there's a pocket. I I just talked about it. There's a segment of people that just started betting and using those apps for the first time. The more users start using a product, the more feedback they're going to get. And DraftKings is going to get the feedback of... You may have the best tech, you may have the best, you know, not necessarily tech, but you may have the best lines or whatever. The, I'm just giving them an example. Your interface is not as strong as FanDuel's, and that may have the casual better go over to FanDuel, yeah. and that can't be good. So well, this think, is the big weekend but, of getting the casual fans. Yeah, but think about this, too. You're spot on. How many people use Yahoo, ESPN, CBS for fantasy? It's like in our league, we love the ESPN app. I have friends that despise ESPN, and they're like, yo, Yahoo's the wave. You don't do CBS? What the hell? You rookies? Yeah. Amateur ass. Amateur hour. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. So it all it all depends. It's all it's all preference, too. What would you say was the coolest thing about this weekend with sports betting being legalized? You saw a lot of people on social media. Did you get any hit-ups? People, I, bro, I'm eight. I think, what's, what am, come on, I'm, do, I'm, I'm well documented. I'm well do, active at 5.47 p.m. Monday, January 10th. Putting out picks, putting out picks. Documented eight and five against the spread. Okay. As of Saturday morning. I've been, you know, some of the picks have been, you know, things kind of concocted myself. Some of them are, you know, I'm being tra- very transparent. And I tell people who I'm tailing to, like, I've been tailing this amazing soccer handicapper and I've been, you know, not, I'm not taking every, all of his picks, of course, but he kind of gives out, he'll, he'll give out some picks. I'll do my own research based on what he likes. 
And then from there, maybe I'll be a little bit more selective, but a little bit of college basketball, a little bit of uh, soccer, which has been a lot of fun too. Football. Both teams to score. And yeah. like Bundesliga, it's like a high scoring, you know, you're probably paying like minus 150 on the juice, but that league, you're 3-2 games, 4-2. So, you know, you just need both, literally both teams to score one goal. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to just kind of, you know, be able to kind of do it around the clock. You know, I'm not throwing a whole bunch of money out, but be able to do it around the clock and, you know, just just the access, I guess, right? To not have to bother someone or have to do it illegally. Just kind of, you know, it sounds cheesy, but the freedom of it has been the biggest thing. Like, Bro, one of the kids that works with VM that helps out and edits, Eric, he has my logins to everything. Lived in Jersey. Yeah, bro, I need this. Pop, pop, pop. Boom. But now I don't need to bother him when he's out with his plus one. It's like, yo, bro, I need this before 730. It's locking. Yeah, yeah. You know, make sure I don't want the lines to change. Cause you know we shift lines now, so and I got I got a word from higher ups <laughs> that the boy got the juice. We be shifting some lines, son. That's good. Yo, what advice would you give some people entering the sports betting world right now? Uh, it's something that we mentioned before. Live betting is something that's that that has come to you know you know the limelight with now everyone being able to legally do it. I don't know. A piece of advice that I've got is like don't blindly live bet. You know, unless you're getting really good information from someone you're tailing and that's a great capper or, you know, unless you're getting some great info or you're maybe watching the game yourself, like don't blindly live bet a game. Just I think that's yeah kind of an example of a live bet that I would have done, even though it didn't work out, would be the Colts with the Jaguars. Yes. Colts are a 15 point favorite. They fall down 10, nothing, 13, nothing. In the first quarter, that's a scenario where you would look to the live bet because now the Colts probably become a three-point favorite, so you have twelve-point value in your favor. Yeah. So in that scenario, yeah, do it. Obviously, it's not always going to work out, right? Chargers yesterday, when they're down with eight minutes left, they're a sixteen-to-one underdog to win that game. Yeah. That would be something I would sprinkle a little bit. The Niners too, at one point when they were well, down. the Niners, the Niners know. I would say no to that because they were the dog coming in. Okay. And also, they showed nothing to you in that first half that made you feel confident. Did the Colts either, though? Because I was going to say the same thing. If you watch the Colts game from the beginning, the Jaguars. Very fair. It's it's the same thing. That's why. We, what about the argument that I'm going to make right now of the, the level of competition? Out. Where like it's the Jaguars as opposed to it being the Rams who needed that game also. Yeah. Look, obviously... It's just kind of a call, a proceed with caution, I guess. Yeah. Right. Say, you know, we never tell anyone to do it with, with what's in their pockets. We just try. No, to, and that's yeah. and that's something I like that you mentioned that because that's something that uh, us two have had discussions in the past, like via text and even this weekend about like unit betting, right? Yeah. Like that that becomes something where if you enter a field and you're not familiar with it, and someone starts dropping big words that describe that field or it's a popular term in that field like value right like you'll hear someone in sports betting say oh there's value there and if you ever sit back and ask them like hey man what do you mean by value do you even know what value is there's a lot of people that don't know what value is value is all subjective the same way what unit betting is to what you do so if Impy's a handicapper right you usually the real handicappers they have power rankings to their teams mm -hmm. They have what a team should be favored on a neutral as opposed to not a neutral. So when Impy says, oh, 
The Bengals are a six-point favorite. I think there is value on the Raiders plus six because I think this line should be minus four. Follow? So there's no value on the Bengals. The other side of it, a unit bet. You might hear someone say, oh, I'm up 300 units. All right, but what's your what's your unit size? Unit size is what your average bet is. On the Patreon stuff, everybody knows, say it on every episode or in the Discord. Yo, we don't I don't do units, but every bet is a hundred dollars and our favorite bet is two hundred dollars. Yeah. So at the end of the year when you see what the ATS record is, what the money one is, you know what the like the 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 key is and the legend is. Yeah. No, when I think of units, I just think of to your point, what's your what's your average bet size? You have to know that because it puts everything else into context. Yeah, and it definitely helps with how much to wager. It helps you understand how much you should be wagering. You know, when I think, you know, if I'm gonna place, you know, maybe four college basketball bets in the night, right? You could also think of it from the perspective of how confident are you in them. You know, if you're placing four bets, maybe you're gonna throw maybe you know, half a unit on each game and you're really only wagering two units in the four games because mm. you're not, you know, you, you don't feel as strong, uh, you know, about these games or whatever the case is, right? There's right, right, right. a couple of different reasons why. So to me, the, the, the idea of units more so gives me a better understanding of how, how much I should be betting, you know, maybe if I'm tailing someone as well, you know, it's obviously don't just blindly tail someone, right? If, if you're tailing someone that's a great handicapper and, they give out a pick or two, and you really like it. That's awesome. You don't have to blindly follow that person's pick. You know, you can do some due diligence your own of yourself, and then you know, kind of come up to, come up with your own conclusion. That's another piece of advice too, I guess. Right? I don't know if we kind of touched on that. Is is you know, definitely have some favorites. I have some favorite handicappers of mine as well. And um, but again, I'm not you know blindly you know going in guns blazing, um, you know, following everything with that they do. Um, so. That's another kind of little piece of advice as well. Now, definitely, definitely good advice there, man. I want to just list off um, the states where you could bet. Like these are states now where you either can mobile bet or you have to do it in person. Nevada, duh. The the, the OG. Yeah, Delaware, New Jersey, Mississippi, West Virginia, New Mexico, Pennsylvania. By the way, Pennsylvania. You saw that thing I posted with the with the map. No. But were those only New Yorkers in Pennsylvania? No, nah, it was just the people in that general area that were popping up. Like, yo, PA, how much of Pennsylvania was it? It was like, you know, a good amount wasn't the whole state, but who knows? On. It could have been like a very rural area where there's not many people. Bro, there's degenerates everywhere. Be better, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but maybe it's with farmers and things. Wow. And for, no, I'm saying farmersonly.com. <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. No, how, I know. I don't think Pittsburgh was featured in there or, like, Philadelphia. But No, nah, I would say know, those like, are those are cities that are more likely to be betting. Oh, it's Philly random, is a degenerate hub. It's your random kind of middle-of-nowhere town that are awesome. Yeah. Awesome people. Rhode Island, Arkansas, New York now, Iowa, Oregon, Indiana, New Hampshire, Illinois, Michigan, Montana, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Tennessee, Virginia, North Carolina, Wyoming, Washington State, Arizona, South Dakota, Connecticut, North Dakota. Now, these next four uh, states are on deck to have legislation passed. Florida, Nebraska, Louisiana, Maryland. And the rest, they still got ways to go. So you're talking about about 
30, well, 28 states now, more than half the country. Lock and load, baby. What I will say is the only good thing about being last is you, you get to see right. every, well, you get to see, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you get to do it right. You get to do it right. <laughs> you get to see everyone else is the mistakes. Mm-hmm. You get to see what other people did wrong. You get to see what other people did right. And, you know, rather than kind of jumping, you know, into the pool, you know, without taking your shirt off or, you know, maybe you left your socks on or your phone in your pocket, you know, these other states are going to be able to, you know, you know, put their sunscreen on, take all of their clothing off. The sun, you know, sh- shades are off. A phone's out the pocket. What well, wallet, you know, everything yeah, watches yeah, yeah. off your wrist. Everything. And then you they go jump. in there prepared the right way. That's that's what I was getting at. I like it. I like it. Ready to toss some ball? Yeah. Uh... Week 18, little fallout, a lot of coaches fired. Some expected, one shocking, right? Brian Flores? You're telling me. Out of nowhere, no? Like, that wasn't even on my mind that that dude would get fired. So, <clears throat> when they were 1-7, and seven, yeah, you could make the argument. He was, the, I don't think anyone thought he was on the hot seat at, at the end of the season. But you could maybe make the argument... He, you know, the seat was warming up a little bit at one and seven. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think definitely the discussion for sure. I'd be lying if I said no. Go on a seven-game losing streak, like that's that's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, but then you see how they they finish, right? His teams they, are twenty and eight after Halloween. I know it's a weird date, but it's you know I guess it's yeah, you think of it as November. But that's when we talk about like yo after Halloween and then Thanksgiving. That's when like the good teams start playing better ball. It's funny Cliff Kingsbury's the opposite. His mm. teams start hot and really slow. Seems like Brian Flores starts slow and hot. Um, but yeah, I just you know it's it's not going to go over well in the locker room, and I definitely think it was a surprise, especially you know considering what they did nine and eight. With the worst offensive line, one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in the league. And they did a great job of masking that, right? Like, defense was great. All of Tua's throws were four yards or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, Half a, a lot second of dumps. Drops, a lot right? of dumps, for sure. Jalen Waddle turned out to be one hell of a pick, I guess. Bro, set the rookie record Fits for perfect with, with what I guess they have to kind of do with Tua. Yeah. So, but they, uh, they were very creative with kind of, I think, getting him the ball, but... Um, I guess it comes down to him not being able to build the right offensive staff because you can make the argument he didn't maybe he didn't want Tua in the first place or he you know there was no signs of Flores loving Tua to begin with right from this from the sense of Fitzpatrick and then not only is the Fitzpatrick but then it's okay here's Tua oh no wait actually Fitzpatrick you know you you go in there and finish this game so I don't think there was any like real signs of them. Of Flores at least falling in love with him. So do you think it's there was a disconnect between the organization saying Tua was our guy and Flores saying I don't think Tua is the guy? Could that be it? Uh, I would I would say if if we're doing a pie chart, that has to be a big chunk of it. Because I don't think yo so the the teams that fired their coaches, some of them have been checked out for weeks, and I mean like the players, like the players. Yeah, Dan Campbell in Detroit, he didn't get fired. They played hard every week. Every week, yeah, Jets bro. too. Yo, you know they got the third best record against the spread this year? Yeah. Did you ever guess Great that? Great teams cover, man. Great teams cover, son. Sign of things to come. Nah, for sure. Jets but are another one of those. The Jets were another one. Yo, last six weeks, 
played well, man. Yo, played they well. were so they were in the Buffalo game yesterday. The whole and game. they were in till the, the they were game, winning. Though. Yeah, the whole game against the Bucks. Also, great point. Like they've they've shown you that yo, you know what? Yeah, we suck. We're not good, but we're gonna play hard, right? Jaguars. I don't think you can make that same case, even though they won yesterday. Yeah. They they just own the Colts in. In Jacksonville, they've won, I think, six straight games against them since Yeah, they got their doors blown off the week before. But the Giants, no fight there. Ron Rivera, they played till the end for him. You're they right. played hard for him. They got blown out on primetime by the Cowboys, and then they come back and they play well. They're showing you something. Where the other teams, Brian Flores, dude, you lose seven games in a row. I was talking to Will about this on the pod. Like, you use seven games in a row. You kind of checked out. You're like, yo, our season's done. And to come back and then win seven? Yeah. It's like, yo, hats off to Brian Flores getting them dudes to play. Funny enough, real quick, we're talking about teams not quitting. I, was, I'm not, I wasn't surprised Vic Fangio got let go. But the Broncos played hard to the end. That's another dude that I was kind of surprised. I, I would say I was surprised. I wouldn't say I was surprised. I just, it would have been hard. I no, don't So when, the ultimate surprise was Brian Flores. Would you agree? 100%. All right. So, like, I didn't expect him to get let go. So it's a little bit, I'm surprised. But it's not the same level of surprise, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. This has been as stable as it, it sounds crazy to say, but... That's been as stable of a coaching situation for a while in Miami. Um, dramatically overachieved the first two years. Mm. And then nine and eight. What did Vegas have them at? Nine and a half? I believe so. It wasn't, it wasn't like doubled. I don't think it was double. No, digit. no, it wasn't double. It might have been nine, nine and a half, I think, is the sweet spot there. Yeah. So Because you had Buffalo... And then you have some people like yourself that were higher on New England and then, you know, the New England name. Yeah, the Jets were definitely the ones that were in the bottom as far as, like, finishing last in the division. And what's crazy is, yo, he's Flores is great against New England, man. He has a good record against the Pats, too, which is interesting considering when you think about your team and you build your team to beat the teams in your division. And he beats one well. Yeah. And he came from them. And he was supposed to be, you know, the Belichick disciple that... Got it right, or you know, the one one of the few that worked out. They're five and two in their last seven trips versus the Patriots in South Beach. Yeah. We talk about the Miami flu. I, I just think it was the offense because the defense is great, but the offense they spent a bunch of, you know, picks on offensive linemen. Like I think it was six, six relatively high draft picks on O linemen over the last few years, and they're either not panning out or taking too long to pan out, and. Or they traded them. Yeah. The right? problem like is, is Pencil. like they've built a good team though. Like yeah. when you kind of just like look at it from the top down. Well, and and defensively, I think they've done pretty well in yeah. either drafting or in free agency too, bringing guys over and and you know like the way they handled Xavier and Howard, like he was a big X factor. You're right, man. That that for, just that got handled smoothly, yeah. relatively speaking. Where at one point, it's like, yo, dude put out the Players Tribune type article, he, like, yo, traded. I'm out. He did the notes in the iPhone, he's <laughs> yeah, getting... <laughs> yeah, he's out. But, like, you don't think Flores might have put him, pulled him aside, being a defensive guy yeah, also, yeah. and be like, yo, man, we'll work it out, trust me, whatever. Nah, I'm hearing that the locker room is not going to take it well, and, you know, one of the things that I'm hearing is they're pointing it at, you know, the owner's 82 years old. He's very, very... Um, how do I say this correctly or, or politely? He's getting old and he wants to win. Right. And I think, you know, I'm hearing Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, Stephen Ross, if I'm not mistaken, is a Michigan guy. Harbaugh, Michigan guy, obviously. Um, 
so I'm hearing some of that, but that could complete complete garbage. You never know. But um, uh, of the of the positions available, right? So we got Broncos, Bears, Vikings, Dolphins. Am I missing any? Broncos, Bears, Vikings. I think that's it. We don't know what's happening with Joe Judge. Did the Texans fire Cully? No, not nothing not on yet, that. Right. So of those, what's what's the most appealing job? I want to say Denver. Yeah. Pending what you do at quarterback. Because of all the teams we mentioned also, we don't know who's coming to play quarterback for them next year. Obviously, Justin Fields. But Tua, you would assume. But do they go after Watson if this legal stuff clears up? Because, I mean, they've been linked to Watson for like 18 months now since the season ended last year prior to all this stuff coming out. Yeah. They were going to make a trade for him mid-season with all these allegations. Without pending, knowing anything. Without knowing like what the future was. We're going to give him draft picks to bring him in. And then who knows what happens with Kirk Cousins. But I th- Sorry, but I just think if this if the Flores thing is painting a picture, it's they're going to ride with Tua. So I, And that would play into my decision. Yeah, knowing that you're going to come in and you have the quarterback there. That's why I think, I know it's we're not talking about like GMs, but the Gettleman's out as the Giants GM, yeah, he, right? Yeah, he retired. Well, I, you know, that's, I don't want to call it, is it a lame duck GM position where you got to inherit a coach? Well, bro, yeah, that, thank you. That's what I, I was I, not, I don't want to get today. off topic, but it's the situation, it's, it, it's, those are the, those are the weird situations. So it really You know depends. what situation I think would be dope right now? Minnesota, because you can come in as a GM. There's no head coach there, and you can let go of that quarterback. Like you don't need to go into next year with Kirk Cousins. So you could come in with a clean sweep. Like yo, we're gonna go in, uh, Kellen Mond, right? Third rounder. But I don't know if we don't know if Mike Zimmer knows what he's talking about. I mean, we know he knows <clears throat> what he's talking about, but he may his player evaluation may be completely off. Yeah. So we don't know. But for me, if if I was a GM, I would want to go to a situation where. There's no head coach there. I get my own guy, and if there is a quarterback, you need to be. You need to be a. a you need to be Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. It's like all right. I, I mean, I'd be foolish to look elsewhere. Do, does the Raiders head coach keep the job? Rick, Rick, Rich Basaccia. Yo, I said. I told Rick. I texted him. I said, Yo, he looks like he runs the 32 BJ Union. Uh, oh yeah, like definitely he, a union worker. Sm- yeah, sm- like and like he he veteran, hung out in like Howard Beach and like Mad Italians, Mad. Jersey Shore, for he, sure, right? Mafioso. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he checks all the boxes without a doubt. Definitely a bookie in like his past life, right? <laughs> his ancestors. Yo. They're uh, my ancestors. I mean, too. yo, I would, I would, I would say yes, right? Like this is the first time ever there's a a, a teammate the playoffs after firing a coach midseason. Gruden. You have the. I mean, bro, the, the, the list, list goes on. Yeah, endless. you didn't even have Polar. You had year, the right? new and the new thing that happened the week, last week. The the guy passed out in the car. Yeah, another rookie that they were counting on too that was coming along. Yeah. I mean, bro, tell me, man, uh, a sentimental vote. Then no one De- believes in us. Derek Carr, Derek Carr MVP votes. Someone better give him some. The way he handled this whole this whole situation, and I think that he returns to the Raiders too. I think Carr solidified himself as like no questions asked. He's our franchise quarterback moving forward. Yo, am I crazy for I just the bear, the bears, the you said what did you say? The Vikings. Yeah, Vikings, Bears, Dolphins, Broncos. The, so just thinking about it, like big picture, tough division, Broncos. Oh yeah, 
tough division, two great stud quarterbacks. If you maybe get the quarterback situation figured out, cool. Um, but that's an uphill battle. That You know, the Jaguars? Yo, that's another team that's going to need a head coach. Wow, I didn't, uh, forgot about that. You got the quarterback. You know, you have a lot of cap space. Um, hmm. Let me ask you this. Talk about my team for a bit. Yesterday was an, an embarrassment. Yo, I, I was, uh, you know, on Twitter, you can set tweet notifications. Yeah. For, you know, someone tweets. Yeah. So, you know, I did all of the New York Giants, beat writers, even Anita Marks, I threw in there. Om, Om, Yam, I'm just. Yum, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I can't pronounce even his name. Even historical. Uh, who else did I throw in there? Uh, Eli, I threw a, a notification. Easy E. I threw, I, I probably threw Twitter notifications for anyone related to the Giants the entire day, and I didn't see it. You didn't get fired. No. No. They're, they're, they're begging to play there next year, though. And they'll take less. Yeah. I mean, he. They're he closer went, to where they want to go than further away. Yeah. I mean, he I know did, that. He, he knows that. He did everything in his power to, like, completely shit on his stranglehold on being the head coach. It has been a bad month. They, he, they said, oh, they said, oh, yeah, his job is safe. Oh, my job is safe? All right. Let me do everything I possibly can to make the job not safe anymore, Dude. including a 10 minute psycho rant. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? I I personally don't think there's a worse team in professional football than them. And I don't care how many draft picks they have next year. The probably yeah, well, I mean I'd much rather be the Jets. Of course. Much rather be the Jaguars. I much rather be the Texans. Yeah. No bullshit. At least you play hard, bro. Like you beat the Titans this year. Yeah. They almost went over their win total. It's four and a half. You, it was four. You, you're the reason why the Chargers aren't in the playoffs, and I lost my to make a playoffs bet. Yeah. So, Lions. That, the thing with the Giants is the cap space, right? It's 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 you've, you, The problem is that someone has to inherit that team, but someone else's fingerprints were all over it already. It's almost as if you got to come in and you inherit. You know, you and I hate to use the like the term sinking ship, but it's like. You're obviously trying to turn it, turn it around, but you know there's holes in the boat. You yeah. know, you know the you know the apartment's on fire, and you just took the job, and so that's the tough part about it is the caps the caps all messed up. You have the fourth Giants have the fourth least amount of cap space in the NFL. Yo, listen to this. Ready for this? Here are the Giants players making ten million dollars a year. Galladay, Galladay, Kenny Galladay. Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams. Adoree Jackson. Your boy <laughs> Sterling Shepard. Yeah, why? Logan Ryan. Blake Martinez. James Bradbury. Logan Ryan, man, he's a, he's a he's he's a locker room guy. He's a good man. Yeah. He stands up to the stands up to the media and he he keeps it real. Yeah, great locker room presence. I don't know if I want that for ten million dollars a year. Yeah. You want to step into that with Daniel Jones as your quarterback and an offensive line that's been an issue for a decade. And a running back now that, oh, guess what? He's, I guarantee you, guarantee you, he's holding out this year. Because he's entering the last year of his contract. But do you think he, I don't want to say has the right, because every player has the right. But do you think based on, a lot of the performance isn't on him, but based on the output 
it's it's ba- it's going to be solely based on the position that he plays and that he needs to he needs the job security and he needs the security so he's going to get paid also now too oh and guess what if daniel jones is the guy that you want to go with you're going to have to pay him next year so you haven't capitalized on the best thing that you could have which is a rookie quarterback with that contract daniel jones total cap against the salaries like 4 million but against the cap, it's like eight point three. But I think only the four million goes against the cap. But they don't have much cap space. They don't. No, and there's you have two top, two top twelve. I think it's top ten. Two top ten picks. Sort of the Jets. Let's go. High five. Yeah, much rather be you though. Let's go. Because guess what? You won't need to address quarterback. Zach attack. He 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 held up his end of the bargain on that parlay for you. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, he's the only one that threw the two touchdowns. Oh no no. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did. Yeah, that no, was Mac. Close. It was Mac. Mac yeah, but I just it's think tough. I just think that there's not a there's not a team that's in a worse situation than them. Like, now, hey, bro, how do you how do you possibly bring back Joe Judge after what he did? Nah, there's not much. Because um, you can't also preach like, yo, we're gonna play to win the game, and we're gonna play hard for our fans. We're gonna practice situations for future years to come. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What are you going to do? You're going to tell the GM that you hire, by the way, this is an arranged marriage. You got to keep this guy. Yeah, you got to keep this guy. And then what happens? You're going to fire Judge halfway through next year, right? Yeah. I mean, we're going to bet him first coach to be filed. Probably be the favorite, but they start off. They've started off 1-5, 0-6 all these years. What makes next year going to be any different? Yeah. You play a last play schedule. Congrats. Who cares? What have you done with that in the past? Nothing. Yeah. They're the worst they're the worst team in the NFL right now. And I don't care what the record is. I know they won four games, but moving forward, there's not a team that's worse. Nah, man. I mean, and just look in the division, like the Eagles are completely rebuilding and no oh, by the way. Made the playoffs. <laughs> with three first round picks. Yeah. In a rebuild. Yeah. With a with what they I, I would say with what they considered a bridge quarterback at the or, or a young quarterback with like upside that they didn't know about, but very much they were cool with kind of like as a bridge guy, you know. Yeah, with the with the head yeah, coach who didn't. Yeah, if something better came along, they would easily. And it may come along this off season, right? With yeah. the three picks, and you have hurts. <sighs> Man, it's uh, I it, think it's looking really bad for the Giants. Yeah, so it just sucks that they're like I said, they're doing it, they're rebuilding while winning. Before we continue with today's show, big ups to the members of the Patreon: Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley. Mike Wozniak, Stephen Briggs, and Ryan Pisner. Support for the show comes from Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Bro, what do you think of some of these teams that had playoff implications this weekend that kind of laid eggs? There was a few of them. Rams. The Colts is the biggest Colts one. Colts is the biggest one, yeah. Yo. The, yo, that if was Frank just... Reich, If Frank Reich wasn't so highly touted and... It was a cla- it's a classy organization, the Colts, right? They really don't cycle through a lot of coaches and shit. Like they've had rather consistency there. Um, Should have never let Jim Caldwell go. Yeah, yeah, Caldwell, and then it was Pagano, and then uh, it's been Frank Wright. But I think um, I think what happened to the Colts yesterday, if it was like maybe like twenty other coaches, I think he gets let go. Can't lose that game. You just—I don't think you could lose that game. Yeah, you can't. That's like that was crazy that you because you're a 15 point favorite, right? That's they were talking about 
you know, are they going to be up enough in the second half or they could take guys out? Yeah, arresting Jonathan Taylor so he doesn't get banged up. He's your workhorse and shit. Chris Ballard's going to call and be like, yeah, yo, Frank, you got to take him out, man. He's about to get 30 touches next week against New England or whoever yeah. they were going to play. And then congrats. Trevor Lawrence looking like Clemson. Trevor Lawrence played well, balled out. Josh Allen, the DN. What do we say, though? You know, division games, sometimes those point spreads, if they get too high. Well, I one of the five picks, I went 4-1 against the spread. One of my picks was the Jaguars plus 15.5. I went 51-37 and 37 in the mega contest this year. And thank you, man. My first what mega contest. What percentage is that? Uh, I finished top 1,200 of out no, of No, no, no. What, 51 and 37 uh, as well? I don't know. I'd have to get back to you on that. Probably, it seems like 56. I would say 50. How many total games does Jude bet? What's 51 plus 37? Come on, math. 51 plus 37. Well, it came out to. You shouldn't. Well, 18 times. What's 18 times 5? Bro, 51 plus 37? <laughs> oh, 88. Okay. Yeah. And. No, that record's wrong then because it's supposed to be 90 games that I picked. All right, well. So anything over fifty five is considered professional. Yeah, it it was a good thing though. I I finished top twelve hundred out of like twenty seven thousand people, so that was good. You put um, that on the resume. Yeah, that was that was a good one. But one of the reasons why I picked that is because another bit of sports betting advice: bet numbers, not teams. Right? Catching fifteen and a half points at home in division, where you know you can knock the team out of the playoffs. I think also plays has something to do with it. As a Jaguar, you're 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 motivated for another from another perspective. And sports books and bookies and bookmakers, they know that the Colts have something to play for. So people are blindly betting the Colts because playoff implications. Oh, they can't lose. They have to win this game to make the playoffs, right? Colts are in the best situation in football. We talk about this all the time. You just got a winning ring. You don't got a scoreboard watch like Pittsburgh. It worked out for Pittsburgh, but they didn't need to be like Pittsburgh where they have to look at all these things and then sweat it out that it might be a tie. So since 2003, teams with playoff implications going into the last week of the season, 16 and 26 against the spread because these lines are overinflated. It probably shouldn't have been a 15 and a half point spread. Yeah, they should have. They shouldn't have lost the game, but it shouldn't have been a 15 point spread. They obviously wound up losing the game outright, but outright Jaguars did it again as a plus 600 underdog. They did it to the Bills and then they did it to the Colts, too. In a weird 9-6 six, six game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yo, dude, I just think that that's a, that, that seems to, to me like a fireable offense if you lose that kind of game. Yeah, I just... Like, yo, I think Frank Reich next year, if they don't make the playoffs, I think they might let him go. Yeah, because you probably think he was the one who... I don't want to say spearheaded the Carson Wentz thing, but... Oh. I mean, Carson Wentz, you know what's crazy is... They give up a first-round pick for him now, too. Now, what, what was... Do you know what the kicker was? Is if you played a certain amount of games? Yeah, it was like 80% of the snaps. Got it. Yeah. And then they would have sent an additional... I believe it's a third-round pick if they would have made the playoffs. The Colts would have. But It's so crazy because like a week and a half ago, that was the sexy team. Oh, can make a run to the Super Bowl. Um, the team you don't want to play in the playoffs? And now that was even the number the one. Yeah. And, and you could see it, right? Stingy defense, turnovers, could run the ball, control the clock. It's, it, that roster is a not. Is it nine and eight? Yeah, I don't think that's a nine and eight roster, man. You think I, it's better or worse? I think it's better. I think with well, think about some but of now their they're losses, stuck with right? Wentz, right? Yeah, and think of some of their losses early on in the year, like losing that Baltimore game the way you did, losing that game to the Titans too when you're up two touchdowns going into halftime. Like th those are bad losses. They come back to haunt you. Can I tell you what I'd be doing? If I was uh, Chris Ballard, Colts GM, 
Who are you calling? Can I tell you what I'm doing? Oh, are you calling my boy? This is what I'm doing. Oh, please tell me you're calling my boy. I'm I'm I'm, pull, I'm opening up the old the old roller decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going I'm to scrolling, the last name? I'm L? scrolling, you know, far, far back to la- last because it's last name first, right? So we're yeah, yeah, we're yeah. scrolling, you know. You know, uh, probably like page what? How many? How many pages is Rolodex? Like a thousand pages? It's towards the end. Yeah, I'm getting to that L. Yeah, I'm getting towards towards the end of the L. And I got L U, and it's it's. I'm calling Andrew Luck. I'm saying, hey, look. Yeah. Yo, I didn't draft you. Yeah. You know, I built an amazing roster as the Colts GM. He, they did. He did. You hear that? Imagine if Andrew Luck played. <laughs> Bro, I've been fantasizing about this. For years, they were literally my Super Bowl pick, and then he retired, son. Like that team was ready, and now you got Pittman and Taylor. You know what I would say? I it's the O line, bro. Andrew Luck could win with you and me at wide receiver. Yo, listen, that's that's. I'm calling. I'm calling. If I'm Chris Ballard, I'm calling Jim Mercy, and I'm like, yo, bro, you own 100 percent of the Colts. Yeah, you cool with owning 95 percent of the Colts? (laughs) That's a lot. 98. right? Let's give let's give luck. You're giving him a lot. Let's give, let's give luck thirty million. Oh and, God, he's all here, guys. And, and let's give him five percent. Come guys, on, man. You guys want me to play? I don't know, guys. I just feel oh, like shucks. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling. Re- I'm retired. I'm having a lot of fun, guys. I, that's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm an architect, guys. That was that, that was the Andrew Luck. That was terrible. That's what I'm doing. And I'm like, yo, bro, what does it take, son? Just a in what the if. end, in the end, like Ted DiBiase used to say, yeah. everybody got a price. <sighs> I don't know. I the the, the Wentz thing is they're stuck with him one more year. But uh, I don't, I, just, I don't think that's an ninety eight roster. You wanted to uh, take a shit on me for Kyle Shanahan on his behalf. Uh, I just I talk about a team no one wants to play now, right? Yeah, for sure. Seven and three against McVeigh, though I think is the bigger bro. Thing. Six straight wins. Yeah, it's it's uh. I mean, he comes from the tree, man. Yo, that's Papa Bear. Yeah, we've talked about the tree. I want to talk about them because they're confusing, bro. I don't know if I want to play them. Niners. Yeah, I don't know if like if I'm a Cowboys fan, I don't know if I'm excited to play them or I'm frightened. I'd be frightened. They got experience, bro. It's basically the same team that went to the bowl, right? With the addition of like Ayuk and Elijah Mitchell. Kittle was there. Rookie Debo was there. Warner was there. Bosa was there. He was a rook. Like you're looking at a lot of their guys, guys were on this team. And he's man, Debo's a fucking. My only worry about the Niners is 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 the secondary good enough. Yeah. But but the D line gets so much pressure that it kind of covers up we've talked about this with the giants right like the giants during their heyday they didn't really have the greatest dbs ever like they had some solid guys but never guys that were all pros or pro bowlers like there were teams with better secondaries but you have a pass rush that has you covering a db for two three seconds it's completely different as opposed to having no pass rush i i, I heard sam i think his last name is monsoon the guy from pff Sam, 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 something. Ma, yeah, Monsoon. I know who you're talking Ma, about. Yeah, he. I, I was listening to an interview today, and he said that, and and I was actually kind of taken aback, and I was like, you know what? That's dope. He said Trent Williams should win Offensive Player of the Year, and obviously, I think there's a there's there's a you know a sense of sarcasm, sarcasm or yeah, whatever yeah. the case is, because he's not a skill guy. But when you think about how valuable he is to that 
line and to what that offense does as a whole. He's a monster. He's been a monster the entire year. Um, scheme, man. It's just next man up. I had a nice Debo prop, 53.5 over receiving yards. It didn't look too good. And then you know, I think that was that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He turned it up for me. So, yeah, I just uh, – Jimmy G, man. Such an interesting situation with the Niners now because – they traded a whole bunch of picks to move up to take Trey Lance, who then, you know, is sitting on the bench and you have Jimmy G beating the team who traded a whole bunch of picks to get Stafford. So it's like, it's just, it's so crazy. It's just that dynamic there, I think. Yo, imagine if they took someone at three that could have helped them this year. Like a receiver? Like one of the receivers, or 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 yeah, like one of the receivers, or someone that just was gonna play. Yeah, I know it's like it's easy to just be like, yo, imagine they took Chase, right? But like, I also think a lot of Chase's success is because yeah, Burrow, Burrow too, right? But I just think like, I mean, Shanahan would have got Waddle open, no problem. Oh yeah, that would have yeah. been or P- Pitts. Are you kidding me, Kittle oh, yeah. and Pitts? Oh, we like Kittle, K- K- Kibble and Bits. That shit would have been beast. That would have been crazy. But yeah, yo. Like, they, they've done it without a first-round pick. Parsons. Like they could have had Parsons. Oof. There's more talent on that D-line. So, I hear what you're saying. I still, I actually still kind of, I think, big picture. As long as he can, they can develop him, I think Shanahan with a mobile quarterback is so dangerous. Yeah. Not for sure. And he showed flashes. Like, he still needs to develop as a passer, I felt like. Yeah. It's, but he reminds me a lot of Jalen Hurts right now. Yeah, he needs to kind of just... You know, like you want to get him on the move, you want him like design RPOs, runs, yeah. shit like that is good. But I think from like a pocket passer perspective, I don't think that's his. But strength. you know what it is, bro. That I think he'll never be. I think these guys, these like these RPO guys, they'll never be pocket passers, and I think that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think it's proven that you can win. You can win, kind of. You know, you can win without you. You you know you you can win while moving. Um and especially with the way that the league is 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 trending right like you know the, the guys that are standing at top of the mountain right now yeah those are the pocket passers right but those are guys are those are the dinosaurs right those guys don't really exist as much so mm-hmm. that i you know with 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 as the game shifts you know more and more quarterbacks are that's just going to kind of be the norm and you're going to kind of have to adapt um so i still have faith long term yeah man yeah, how do you feel about the Rams now? Because I was very disappointed in that. I had two and a half, man. I made all the right. I made the right. I think I thought I made the right pick. Like, I felt the same way. I felt the same way at three and a three, half. Three, right? I was then it went to four. Yeah, and I was like four, no. Nah. And then it went back to. I think it went back down to three and a half. And I was like, I'm gonna get, take two and a half, and then just seventeen zip. I, I was gonna light the bogey and. Well, what was what was whack about me when they lost the coin toss in overtime? There was no chance my ticket could cash because at three and a half after San Fran gets the ball, you don't need to score a touchdown. Yeah, and then when San Fran kicks the field goal, you're not getting three and a half on the six. Yeah, because if they score a touchdown, there, the game's so, over. So you would have been chilling That's in the two what, and a half scenario. Yeah. I mean, but another bet piece half, of real quick. Sorry, a little piece of betting advice, man. Like buying down points. Don't. I, I'll get a pick if I'm tailing someone or if I really like a pick at a specific number and it moves, I'm not going to force the pick. If, 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 if you love 
if you loved uh, uh, the Capitals tonight, whatever, or that's a terrible example, but if maybe you love a basketball game tonight, but you really love it at two and a half and it moved to three, you know, rather than just like blindly saying, fuck it, that half point could be big or that it's point massive. could be big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Just b buy down. You know, yeah. give a, you're paying a little bit of juice, but at least you're getting that number, you know, that number that you were supposed to get. Uh, that's just. Yeah. And especially where it might be a little bit more difficult when you're doing straight bets. Yeah. But when you're like parlaying it, if you have a three, four team parlay leg, it makes sense to buy down points. Yeah. I, what did I do yesterday? I bought, I mean, this was the more of an alternate line, but the Buccaneers, I, you know, I wasn't really worried about the Bucks losing the game at all, but I wasn't sure if they were going to cover the spread. So I bought them down to six and a half mm. or, or rather I took an alternate line. I mean, it, co it covered easily, but yeah. you know, that's a 10 and a half point favorite. All you really need to do is cover by a touchdown. So, you know, digging into some of those things are cool as well. The Rams, I'm very concerned. Yeah. Because you lose that game and not only, yeah, you still win your division. Congrats. Because Arizona fell asleep at the wheel and just like let Seattle vintage rush. Tyler Lockett running wild again, as always, against the Cardinals. But you're the Rams now. If it goes chalk, you're playing Green Bay in the second round. If you get by Arizona, it's quiet. I think... Me, what I'm hoping for as a as a Rams guy now in the playoffs because of my bets from the preseason, the Niners beat the Cowboys. Tampa Bay takes care of Philly. Rams beat the Cardinals. It's Rams, Bucks, and Tampa, which right now, bro, I would love to play Tampa Bay. You want to play Tampa? Yeah. I think Philly is not afraid of this version of Tampa Bay. You can move the ball on their defense. You have guys still out, whether it's COVID-related, where it's injury-related, and it's not sure if they're coming back. And then you have just guys that are definitely not coming back, like Godwin and Antonio Brown. And you're looking at, like, Grayson and Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Gronk is going to be a problem. Scotty Miller is okay. But. Yeah, no, I feel you. And you look at this matchup with the Eagles, not to look too far ahead, because we're going to do a preview this week. But Darius Slay has been balling this year. You could put him on Evans. And then after that, it's like... So you think you I think, think I've, Philly I've, could cover? I'm actually leaning towards Philly covering that yeah. game, yeah. yeah. But I honestly, bro, I'd rather, rather bet the money line on Philly and take the bucks with the points. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I'm just saying, I, I think like that game, they could either win by like 14 to 17 or Philly wins that game, like a wacky So the reason... And look, I'm not doing the preview with you guys, but... What where do you in terms of the Bucks' strength on defense? Where does it lie? Oh, it's the front. And where does the Eagles? Yeah, they want to run the ball too. But I, I think Jalen Hurts being able to maneuver and move around, Buck, I think he's got cool. fast linebackers. They do. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I just I re I actually thought that was a bad matchup for the Eagles because the Eagles I think because the way they can move the ball and they could run the ball on anybody. Like they're just they're offensive linemen. They're old. They're big, but they're really good. Yeah. Bad, bad matchup. Yeah. The, the front. No, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. But I think right now that would be a team that I wouldn't be that that uh, afraid of going and playing. I don't think they're the same team that they were last year. You don't You don't think there's just that, that blind Tom Brady? Yeah, there's always going to be the, that. It's that. But it's, not, it's never been a Brady issue. Like, remember, who was the only one that told you that the Patriots were going to lose to the Titans and then the Titans were going to beat the Ravens? That 2019 run when they lost to the, the Chiefs and the... And Brady had no one to throw the ball to? 
Yeah, and they lost at home. And what were you telling me? Brady. It's the Patriots, LOL. Brady at home, LOL. It's like, One yo. year. It, took, it was only one year. Right, but not all things are the same. So, yeah, New England was so dominant all those years, but that wasn't the same New England team that they had all the years prior. So I feel like Brady's not the issue. Brady's going to be ready to play. Brady's not going to stink up the joint. But I don't trust the guys around him like I did in years past and like I did last year with the Bucks. So for someone that's a Rams backer, the best in a perfect world, the way it would go down is Bucks, Rams, and Niners win. Niners play in Green Bay. Green because Bay. I, think, I think Green Bay or Dallas... Sorry, I think the Niners or Dallas are the only teams I could see winning the NFC outside of the Packers. Like, I think if the Packers don't make the NFC this year, the win the NFC, I think it's a bad, well, bad loss. LaFleur can't beat Shanahan. <laughs> and, and obviously, neither can McVay. Yeah, Shanahan just owns those dudes, right? You don't just look at his career win-loss record because that's not the definition of a coach. Like, obviously... I hate to say it, I, I guess it is, but everything is unique with injuries they've had and things yeah, of that yeah. nature. But he dominates McVay, and he, so far, I think in the playoffs, he's done well against LaFleur as well. Yeah, the one time that they squared off, he beat him. Yeah. Look, man, I, I couldn't have been more wrong about that because they've been, I think they've won like seven of eight since I cut the promo on him and was like, yo, I don't think he's a good coach. But, but I, I think... I think the the Niners and the Cowboys, that's the most fascinating matchup of the playoffs because it's also the tightest line. It's the only line that's a three-point line. Rams, Cardinals, whatever. We saw it twice already. Like It's a division matchup. This one is dope. Cowboys play good on the road. I think they're six and... Yeah, but they're home. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah they're, they're home. So, I, sorry. That was actually... I meant, so, then I was right. That's That may not bode as well for them. In Jerry's world... It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. Last thing I want to ask you before we wrap up: How'd you feel about eighteen games? Too many. Felt long, right? I, and I wonder how I'd feel if like the COVID crap didn't play into it, because that mm. just made it even worse, right? I definitely think, you know, the added element of the pandemic and protocols and guys having to sit made made it worse. Um, you know, in, in the fu- in the future, if and when, hopefully, knock on wood, we're past this point and. Guys aren't missing games because of COVID and things of that nature. Um, potentially, I could see it being a little different, right? I could maybe view it differently, but because of the pandemic. I just feel like a lot of the divisions are wrapped up. I mean, it, I mean, yesterday was exciting, though. Yesterday was fun. Yeah. I, it's hard to argue with what, 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 what they gave us yesterday. Yeah, but what, what <laughs> if that happened week 17 and that was the last week? Yeah, you got an extra week. <laughs> I don't know, cause we did get some bad weeks there. I, it's hard to make the. I, I, it's hard for me to agree with you because of yesterday. It's very hard to agree. Colts lose, Steelers win. The tie means such a big deal. Mm. Like it's hard for me to like. Everything kind of worked out, which maybe to your point is like it ain't gonna happen that way every time. Yeah, I also just think like if there was one less game, this this could have happened in week seventy, like all these same. These same cases. Yeah. You know, like Chiefs had the division wrapped up. The well, the Rams they came down to the end. But yeah, you had some playoff implications. But for the most part, most of the division winners were pretty much solidified. Like what Dallas won it by Thanksgiving. Yeah, Dallas well, that was it. That was 
Right, Green Bay also. For the most part, you kind of knew the playoff teams, right? We were talking about the NFC five. Yeah, but the AFC North was exciting, ish. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yo, what about the Ravens? Twenty-eight to one to finish last, bro. Wow. And and the Bengals were twenty-five to one to win the division. So imagine you parlayed that. Joey B, man. Shouts to Joey B. I, yo, I just wanted to read one last thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I feel like. Would it be crazy if they added another week for, like, yes, if <laughs> no more adding? No, no, no. I know. Not adding, but, like, I feel like they should have an extra bye week somehow. Oh, so if they extend the playoffs? Not even extend the playoffs. Like, I'm Playing thinking tournament of, football. Let's just get even more guys injured. No, 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 no. How am I, like, if you have an 18-week season... But it was really 19 weeks, but you played 17 games. Oh, two bye weeks. So, like, you had, like, one set bye week where, like, the entire AFC was on a bye. I know exactly what you're talking about. I got it. Where, like, each team had two byes. Makes sense. One in the first half of your season and one in the second half. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Because I feel like it's a long season, man. Yeah. And it's such a physical sport, too. And what do you feel about some people shitting on some of these records going down? Like, Devontae Adams broke the receiving record for the Packers, but they're like, oh, he played 17 games. Jordy in 2014 played or 15 played in 16 games. Like, I don't know, man. I guess those records are meant to be broken. There's certain records that just... Like, yo, I mean, if you look at TJ Watt, I think he locked up. Defensive player of the year. I, yes. Yesterday. He what did I say? He yeah. carried them to the playoffs. So check this out. He broke the single season sack record and he didn't play two games. Yeah. So yeah, it was a longer season, but he also played games less played. games. Yeah. And I think if you look I wonder if you look at the Devontae Adams like snaps, something like that, I'm sure there's a way for you to kind of you know I hear what you're saying. The argument the other yeah. way. Um, and also, like, Jordy Nelson had Rodgers for the whole season where, you know, Devontae didn't play a game. Devontae didn't play a game either this yeah. year. And then and he had the other game with... Did you say the game he had with Jordan Love? Yeah. Yeah, well, he had a, a game and a half. Or was he... Yeah, he was out, right? Did well, he, when well, did he, he come out? he didn't play that Thursday night football game. Yes. And then he didn't play the second half yesterday. Yep. And then he had that game with Jordan Love. Which is really, like, it didn't so count. So kind of similar, yeah. Because, yo, Cooper Cup came out and was like, yo, look, you know, it's, it's cool that I have these records, which, by the way, he didn't break any of them. Yeah. Yo, what was crazy is his over-under was 114. So he, if you bet the over on his player prop, you hit. Yep. But if you were doing the alternative spreads, which I had For a lot of For him to break people, the record, right? Yeah, it was like 130 and a half yeah. plus 160. It's like they knew what they were doing. That's yeah. a lot. Yo, first of all, over 100 player prop. Is I wanted absurd. to just, That was the same thing as like great better quarterback getting a touch getting a touchdown in the spread I go the other way just no matter what. Yeah. I was just looking at that prop yesterday and I was just like just off of principle I want to go under here. Yeah. Just Yeah, like, absolutely. Like just, that's a high total. Like, that's a bad beat. You know what I mean, but they knew. Like 78 and a half for Stefan Diggs. That's like a high cap. And this dude was having like over a hundred, I think, thirteen of the sixteen, seventeen games that he played. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm uh, excited for the playoffs, though. Real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have something on the Titans. Okay. Um, most disrespected one seed of all time. Well, you tell me. The Atlanta Hawks of the NFL. Remember that the Hawks used to be the one seed. They're like, oh, who cares, bro? Two quick hitters. One, Titans. 
they finished with a plus 65-point differential. Sixth in the NFL. So the number one seed finished with the sixth-best point differential. Um, the last 20 years, I got this from Rosillo, so I was Rosillo. The last 20 years, the AFC average point differential for number one seeds was 150. So they're close to 100 points worse. in terms of differential. Yeah, 100 points worse than, you know, than the historical average of number one seeds. The only team, I think, was the 2015 Broncos that had a lower point differential and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so They beat the Panthers with Cam. The, so the the data doesn't back the Titans well, but I don't. Your point differential is not the be all end all. Um, and I've said this before: those weeks without Derrick Henry, we'll see what it does for them. But they they ran the ball fairly effectively without him as well. If you look at some yeah. of those numbers too. So and then last thing, Philly. We talked. You talked about them. You know, on the road, um, they're zero and seven this year against playoff team. Oh yeah, I read that too. So. That's, I think that's the, the ultimate teaser, depending on what the line ends at mm. for, for, for the Bucks. Throw them in with, you know, maybe one of these other, like, touchdown favorites. And Well, play. I would say that I think some of the games that I would definitely bet right now would be Cincinnati, if I like the Bengals. I would bet the Bucks now. I would bet the Cowboys now, because I think that line's only going to go up. Oh, with public money going on. Yeah, I think I think Rams will probably stay there minus four. Um, I would say Buffalo. I could see closing. I could see the New England what they did to them last time. Josh Allen hasn't looked. He hasn't looked great since since when he since he looked great against the Pats. So the thing the thing that I find fascinating about him and the Bills is, first of all, I think Devin Singletary is going to be a real problem for them. Like, a good problem. Like, opposing teams now, they got to respect Finally. Them. Yeah, they, they finally got a home game. Yeah, I think so. Remember we tried to make Matt Breida a thing and, like, Zach Moss? I think Singletary is the guy for them. But this Josh Allen rolling right, throwing across his body into double coverage, like, that's not going to cut it, bro. And he does it, like, on, on the same drive, he'll do it. Yeah. I know. He's a little wild for me. Got to get that guy another weapon, man. He's a wild boy. Get him one in the offseason. They're going to get him a good, another receiver. A very good one. They got to get him a, you know, they got to get him a Thielen to, to, to the Justin Jefferson on the other side. Oh. Reunite him with Diggs? I don't even know if he's a free agent, but that'd be pretty cool. Just draft something. Um, Yo, let me ask you this. Give me, you can't pick the one seeds. Give me who you would pick to win the AFC and the NFC. Without picking the one seed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a team playing on Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. Uh, probably the, I hate to say it, but the Bucks and the Chiefs. Hmm. 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 Yeah. I think the most fascinating teams in the playoffs are the Niners and the Bengals right now. Yeah. Because I think the Bengals could put up points on anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think they're hot. They're the hot team right now. Yep. However, I don't know. I like them this week a lot. 
Against the Raiders? I think it's a bad spot for the Raiders, too. You play Sunday Night Football, now you got to play in that early window game. Let down, going east, even though the whole thing is overrated now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a day early, though. Yeah. Oh, man, I, th- I mean. The Raiders, though, whenever you count them out, I man, know, they just they fucking. You, yeah. they're, the, they're the ultimate. No one believes in us. Yeah. No, that's true. And that's the most dangerous. That's true. You know, I want to. There's something about Kansas City that I can't seem to trust. Like, they don't look right. They don't look right. Like, Denver should have beat them. The fact Drew Locke was, like, slinging. I'm holding on Sun to that. Was, I'm holding on to the glimmer of my yeah. Drew Locke's not terrible take. Sun was putting on for his city. I mean, for yo, real. maybe we'll get him a good offensive mind in Denver. You know, maybe he'll compete with someone. I want to say Buffalo. I like Buffalo, man. I don't know. I maybe I'm biased because I picked them in the beginning of the year, and and I wouldn't fault you for thinking that. But in the NFC. been shitting on dallas all year and they also might get bounced in this first i really think whoever wins niners niners cowboys can win the nfc yeah niners are good man best best play caller on offense and uh just just demolish you ground ground and pound you're very efficient throws if i'm the cardinals or if i'm anyone playing the rams I'm not throwing a pass against them. It's so crazy to think, right, with with who they have on that D line and Bro, it's just it gotta be that LA theme, son. Soft? I just think LA is soft, bro. Never been there. Never thought of going there. But when I think of LA, I just think of soft. And traffic. Soft and flash, right? Like look the history of LA, they always get the big names. We didn't even talk about the timeout. Did we talk about the timeout? Nah. You wanna? Not I mean just again talk about all all, all finesse. Although you know he did make the substitution to stop the run, so trying to get a little tough up front. I'm just I'm just surprised because I'm, I'm blown I'm kinda, away that you could be so bad at one thing all year long. Like all year you can't stop the run. Like he's a defensive all, guy. Like yo, that's wild to me. Yeah. Like all year you're bad at the run. You couldn't make any adjustment to like fix that. Like I get it if it's like a three four week spell where. You know, we lost Chris Jones if we're the Chiefs, or man, we can't get no pressure on the quarterback because we don't got TJ Watt to open shit up for the rest of our. We got eighteen weeks to figure it out. But bro, all year you're just getting throttled on the ground. Yeah. And I mean, look, best team to not make the playoffs easily, most talented for sure too. But I think they have no one to blame but themselves. Can't lose that game to Houston, bro. Can't lose those games. Yeah. Just can't. Imp, this was fun, bro. I'm excited for the playoffs. Let's get it. See what happens. See what the book. More, more bets. See Hit what, the books. See what the book on Saturday. Although I could do it from my from my phone. Yeah, but it's on trads, trads, baby, traditions. Yeah. Where can Fo- they find you? Follow bro? me on Twitter for sports bets. Let's go. Sun is out here. Are you uh, in I, the Discord, by the way? What? Are you in the Discord? The VM Discord. Gotta get you back in there. I feel like I I don't know if I have the app anymore. Mm. I'll check. Got to get you back in there, man, because I'm going to start putting out daily stuff on there, too. So if you are in the Discord, patreon.com slash veterans minimum, you get in the Discord. There's going to be a lot of betting content coming out on the Patreon, a lot of how-to stuff, just explaining a bunch of shit. Going to be cranking out the content moving forward even more than ever before. 2022, we're really trying to take the next step in the evolution of the show. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Check out Impy. Impy loves these player props. 
Uh, he does pretty good. At, he does pretty well at them too, bro. I hit Debo yesterday. I hit Zach Ertz yesterday. Yeah, um, you you were on some goodies. Zach the loved Zach Ertz just because there was no Chase Edmonds, so kind of an extension of the running game. He cleared the forty four and a half. Like I think it was in the third quarter. Yeah, or late, late third. Anyway, and then Debo that that was a little bit of a sweat, but. The reason I just real, real quick, I you know I thought Debo it was, it was 53 and a half, it should have opened in the 60s, got it in, in you know low 50s, and both running backs were healthy yesterday, so more more time as wide receiver. That's why I leaned into the, the receiving prop. So, but yeah, IAPY718 on Twitter, follow us and pick. At Nick Day is 10, as you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, as you can find everything for the show. Check out the YouTube channel as well, and also the Super Bowl boxes are back. Hit us up on social media. You'll be seeing the posts over the next couple of days and weeks. Going to fill out the spots. Going to give out a nice uh, prize pool. And as always, we're going to donate some money to some mental health foundation like we did last year. Going to try to do the same thing again this year. So check that out. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.